Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. Nick. Chris. And I'm Caleb, and I think this week uh, Nick brought us a, a soundtrack of some sort. What do you got for us? I've got the soundtrack to Vanilla Sky. Hey! hey! Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky. 2001. So, kind of a famously good soundtrack. Yeah. This is the soundtrack that I owned. Oh, there we go. There you go. had the movie, too. Hell, I even had the poster. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Does it hold up? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, yeah we'll find out. <laughs> I bought this on DVD and iTunes back in the day. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. If I log in, maybe I can still get it. I haven't seen it in a long time, and then I rewatched it last night. Excited to talk about it. Let's jump. This is a long one. Yeah. Got 17 tracks of... Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's not be shy about jumping from track to track. What do we got first, Nick? <laughs> yeah, this long is boy. Uh, <laughs> REM, All the Right Friends. Maybe REM's first appearance on track listing. Is it? I don't think so. Uh, maybe I'm totally wrong. <laughs> um, I know that we've talked about REM before yeah. on the... I'm kind of a, a defender of especially their early work when they were on IRS Records. I think this song was originally written for their first album or before their first album, but didn't make it on it and was like later recorded and ended up on this soundtrack. Yeah, they re-recorded this song for this movie. Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't have the charm of some of the earlier work, I would say. Yeah. Our friend uh, Trent, I remember once trying to make a case to him about how R.E.M. was actually good, and then I sent him a few <laughs> tracks, and he uh, got back to me, and he was like, no, thank you. Well, did you send him this uh, Losing My Religion in, in a major key? <laughs> You that guys, might have been my first mistake. <laughs> no, no. Have yeah. you guys heard that? Before? I have heard it before. Uh-huh, but let's but, uh, play but, yeah, it for, for the, the listeners. listeners. It's, yeah. it's a guy on YouTube called uh, like Major Scaled TV, and he uh, takes pop songs and he digitally manipulates them to be in the opposite key that they're. Uh, yeah, let's take a listen. This is losing my religion in a major key. <laughs> Things. Oh man! At, at, at first, you don't really realize what's going on, and you're like, "This is unsettling," and I can't really this put my finger on why. Way too happy. Yeah, <laughs> that would that would be amazing just to work into like if you worked in like a coffee shop or something, just to put into a total normal playlist, yeah, and just all just, of a sudden that song's in a major key, and people have to deal with it. It's like, ah, why do I feel upset to my stomach right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, you know. Definitely goes in with we were talking about uh, before the show. Like David Ames was on top of the world; <laughs> he had everything. <laughs> and, like the song plays, <laughs> he's a thirty-three-year-old swinging bachelor who lives in an awesome apartment. <laughs> yeah the uh, the portrayal of of Tom Cruise's life in this is like a little queasy to rewatch, where it's like 
he's obviously running like Maxim and another like Maxim magazine. And he's just got this like sick apartment, a cool car. Yeah. Everybody wants to sleep. And I'm like, Oh God, I don't like this guy. Yeah. And then it becomes a movie kind of about it revolves around him so much that I was like, Oh God, is this what movies used to be? And then it's like, but it's, there's a, obviously there's a reason why the movie is like that. Yeah. Uh, He's, he does have that TV that comes up out of the floor that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> that's uh, Cameron Crowe and uh, Tom Cruise talked about like a dream situation TV. And so they installed one for that. I'd be like, it would be an awesome thing to have. He's like, I always want a TV that came out of the floor. And did it. Yeah. But it's also, yeah. It's, so the titular Vanilla Sky is uh, is this guy in like a Monet, Monet painting, painting that he just like has in his in his. And he's supposed to be 33 also. At yeah. one point they mentioned, it's like, it's like well, you're, okay. <laughs> sure, if you want to be, man. <laughs> you could have just made him 38. Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Yeah. Scary or stuff. Or maybe 43. Yeah. <laughs> Let's jump right into track two. We've got Radiohead with everything in its right place. I saw this movie in a the theater. I heard that song in this movie for the first time, and I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, it's off of uh, Kid A, right? Yeah, it's the first track on Kid A. Yeah, um, it's a great song. Obviously, Cameron Crowe is famous for his soundtracks to the movies. Like he was uh, almost famous was kind of about his own life in a little bit. He was a music journalist when he was young, mm-hmm. uh, so it's no surprise. It's like a great soundtrack, and also, but it's a remake of a Spanish movie. Abre los ojos. I watched the uh, original watched. earlier today, and uh, I think in interviews, like Cameron Crowe has always made a point to say that you know, like Vanilla Sky is not a remake of Open Your Eyes, but it, it's it's a complete remake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly so what much, it is. So much so that uh, the movies are identical. Uh, Penelope Cruz is playing the same character, yeah, and movies. she keeps saying "Open your eyes" over. <laughs> I I don't know of any other um, situation in which they've remade a movie and cast one of the main characters in the same mm-hmm. thing. Has that ever happened? I, Listeners write in. I don't know if I've ever come across a, that happening before. I'm sure that it's happened. I would, I'll have to think about that in the same role. I know a lot of like, uh, like La Femme Nikita. There's, there's like certain movies that have been like made in America and had one of the lady actors like in a different role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to think about that. Well, one. The, That's the, interesting. the original was Alejandro Amenebar and, uh, he's a, a famous, uh, I think Spanish and Chilean director, but, um, yeah, as the story goes, Tom Cruise was watching that movie and I think it's like 1997 and by the time the credits were rolling, he was like on the phone trying to get the rights to it to to be in it, and it's 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 pretty good. I think you know they suffer from not having the big budget that this movie does, but like it's it's great. It's a great movie, and it's a little darker in weirder ways. Yeah, I can imagine it being a little bit darker. But uh, so he'd probably already done Jerry Maguire with Cameron Crowe. Yeah, he's just coming off Jerry Maguire. Yeah, coming yeah. off hot Jerry Maguire steam. I mean, it's. I think it's a big vanity project for Tom Cruise. Yeah, you know, he just saw the movie and he's like, "I love this movie. I want to be in the movie. I could be that guy." He's he's pretty good in it. 
but I'm going to be a cooler, sexier, more fun guy. He's like, I need to, yeah. somebody needs to come in and take a look at the script and I need to run five times during the course of this film. <laughs> There's like the classic Tom Cruise running yeah. so many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first reel, I think the first scene ends up with him running. In Times Square. Yeah, they had to like show up uh, uh, yeah. early Sunday mornings and like block off Times Square so they that Tom Cruise could just off. fucking tear ass down. I, yeah, I that took say, so much organization to make that scene happen. Yeah. It was wild. to like, I mean, like, I don't think that the reality of, uh, that sort of hit me until I watched it this most recent time. I was like, the logistics of shutting down Times Square just so Tom Cruise can skip around in it. <laughs> like, I remember they did kind of the similar thing in uh, 28 Days Later. Yeah, yeah, but in, but in England. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now now you would just, you would put him in pajamas and green screen and yeah. then it's, it's no problem. <laughs> Apparently that uh, radio had track and that album Kid A played a big part in the uh, production process for them. Kind of like set the tone for the, the vibe of the movie. Yeah. Um, you'll, I, if, if you listen, a lot of these tracks, you'll hear uh, hints about the, like foreshadowing the plot. It's a lot of like, you're frozen, you're frozen. Right. <laughs> you're in a dream. They mentioned Radiohead in the car. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess he's like Brian. Toss me that. Scene. He's like Radiohead. There's a lot of yeah, like Jeff Buckley. They like they show you know a lot of the album covers, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like that's good. It's good. weird, dreamy sort of stuff. Yeah, beautiful. They yeah. mentioned Looper at one point. It's like yeah, they're driving along. It's like Looper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Little on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear that Radiohead song, I'm always like, uh, I think back to like how crazy it is that they made that album after uh, OK Computer. That was just a like, crazy left turn that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like at the time, you know, maybe today it wouldn't have blown people's minds as much. Um, but back then, people were like, "What? What? What is this?" It's so much more digital. So yeah. much, yeah. It's pretty well. That's why Radiohead's the best, and they always will be. Obviously, honestly, they're probably one of the kind of the most important bands from the '90s, especially that's still important. Mm-hmm. Like I can't think of anybody else that's like stood the test of time in the way that Radiohead has. Mm, from 90s till Jimmy Eat World like, yeah <laughs> mm, I was gonna say that like I remember Corn. dude Radiohead they were like uh, you know obviously their first record was like a little bit more of a grunge and they were really young but I was like yeah maybe 12 or something when that came out and they're still yeah. you know yeah very well respected and whereas you know taken seriously uh, Pearl Jam has its fans and those old, old albums are good but there was some interview I listened to with uh, Ed O'Brien one of the guitarists and he said when they started making that album like they all had to get uh, comfortable with the fact that they might not be playing on every song and that was super difficult for them to reckon with uh, for like everything in its right place you know it started out as like a piano song and he took it to their producer and he like didn't like it very much so they just like stayed up late one night and like made the electronic version. And even though the band was like, yeah, we, we heard that and we were like, this is great. This is going to set the tone for the album. But like, are we going to get to do anything on this album? <laughs> <laughs> so I think they kind of just like split them up into like little groups to come up with ideas and kind of changed up their flow. But yeah, it's a great album. Yeah, it happens. I, I, I think so much about uh, when Black Eyed Peas became like a pop band and there uh-huh. was the two other MCs, yeah, and they're just like kind of dancing in the back of all the videos. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they're. <laughs> they're still making money somehow, but they're kind of like we're still here. Yeah, they can't have felt great. <laughs> Taboo and Apple. Apple the app. Apple the app. Apple the app. Taboo, and it all became about Will I Am. Brought and Fergie in. Fergs. <laughs> 
Let's get into track three. This is Paul McCartney with Vanilla Sky. A special menu for your delight, oh my. Tonight you fly so high up in the vanilla sky. Your life is fine, it's sweet and sour, unbearable or great. You gotta love every hour, you must appreciate. This is your time, this is your day. You've got it all. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for all your work. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. They definitely, uh, you know, Cameron Crowe enlisted him to make a song for the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And you hear, I think in the movie, you hear the instrumental version. And then mm-hmm. at the closing credits, I think this plays. Yeah. It's not a bad song. It's yeah. actually kind of nice, but it, uh, it's definitely, I, when we talk about the Beatles, like I'm a Paul guy, but there's like a little bit of a, the Paul John thing I kind of struggle with. Yeah. Like who's kind of the better, better songwriter. Uh, but this one, I've, 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 I distinctly remember interviews of uh, Paul just being, oh yeah, Cameron Crowe called me and he said, Vanilla Sky, so, oh that sounds nice. And then he started, and then, I, and then I brought together a rhyme and you're like, oh, is this how you write songs? Yeah, it took me about 15, 30 minutes and I think I just sent it over. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds like he like, just did that real. It's like, quite. are any of your songs actually about anything? It's like, oh, I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty strong, pretty strong, you know, Vanilla in the Sky. <laughs> I just farted out a song out of my stupid mouth and put some guitar to it. They called Cameron and got it. This song was nominated for uh, an Academy Award. That's right. It was. Best song in a movie. They played it at the Oscars. It probably uh, lost to a much worse song, but I don't know. I don't know what won that year. I thought about looking it up, but I forgot. Right in, listeners. 2001 Academy Award for... uh, best song in a motion picture yeah we'll bring it up after the break maybe yeah <laughs> stay tuned yeah maybe we should just keep moving before i start talking about uh black eyed peas again <laughs> track four peter gabriel salisbury hill Sky. <laughs> <laughs> that song is so good. I can't. I can't uh, hear it without thinking of that. Well, the thing. One of our favorite things. I don't know about you guys out there. The Shining trailer. Yeah. Oh, it's like a parody recut trailer to make The Shining look like a, a comedy. Yeah. Jack Torrance. <laughs> yeah. Jack Torrance is a writer looking for inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is this is a great song. Um, Peter Gabriel, I like quite a bit, but this is this is probably my favorite Peter Gabriel song. I'd say mine too. That and Sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, so do you guys know the story behind the song? Is this this is the one that's about him splitting up with Genesis? Yeah, quit Genesis when they were at the peak of their fame, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I just didn't like the music we were making, so he wrote this song, and you can you can hear it sort of alluded to. He's like, you know, standing up on the hill and like had the whole world in your hand and just being like, nah. <laughs> I'm gonna do my own thing. So, anytime I watch a live performance of Peter Gabriel, I'm always kind of like, uh, like, what's happening? 
Like I watched him perform Sledgehammer, and I was like, "Oh, that song's about sex." I like, oh yeah, I never thought about that. that. Live performance is super weird. Cam was Cam would play us that video. And it's when it's just the chorus, he's like doing a sledgehammering oh, thing with his pelvis. And you're, like, you're like, oh no. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, what am I going to find if I search for a live performance of Salisbury Hill? <laughs> but he's, he's, I found a ver- he's performing on this like circular stage and he's riding this big, stupid bicycle. <laughs> Just around the stage, just with it has like a little clown horn on it, oh, and he like almost hits the uh, acoustic guitar player, and the guitar player is like, "Whoa, watch out!" I've always he's always been kind of a uh, a little bit of a disappointing David Byrne when it comes to like performances. Yeah. Um, I remember I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about all of the people who went solo from Genesis, yeah. and there was one year where like so many number one hits it was i i don't know if it was this peter gabriel album but it was like a huge peter gabriel album a huge phil collins album and i think one of the other guys did like a mike and the mechanics record and then there was like and then somebody did like a solo thing and it was like a third of the number one hits from the year were all uh people from genesis which is a bit crazy i don't know how many number one hits genesis has had maybe one Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe two uh, Prague music yeah, usually doesn't that, make it into those charts. Yeah. Well, I think some of the later Phil Collins stuff, like uh, I remember in the 90s, the I Can't Dance was a big hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Um, what was the one with the creepy puppet music video? Oh, yeah. I can't remember that the name, but I know what you're talking about. Maybe late 80s, but. And then uh, there's the one Ray, song. Reagan era puppet. I always, uh, <laughs> I always confuse that one song for a Phil Collins song, but uh, called That's All. Yeah, that's dun, a great, dun, that's a great dun, 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 Yeah, it might um, as well be a Phil Collins song. So Penelope Cruz in the original Aubrey Los Ojos, which uh, she was a like a mime clown person, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then in in the new one they're like, eh, just make her a dancer. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's not let's not mess with like she's like a park clown mime. <laughs> yep, and that's you're just right. like, yeah, I don't really read. <laughs> like I don't think like, I was thinking like Tom Cruise meets her and he's like, now what do you do? And she's like, oh, I go to the park and I'm a I'm a clown mime. And he'd be like, oh, ah. uh. <laughs> hey, enjoy the party. <laughs> it's I, like, well. <laughs> Anyways, my ex-girlfriend's outside. I'm going <laughs> to hop in her car. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this this song's playing that night they sort of share, which is a beautiful scene. Like, you know, he's like falling in love with Penelope Cruz and it's like one special night. They like they don't even have sex. Like they barely kiss. Uh, but there's a one point where they're drawing caricatures <laughs> and that's when this song is playing. And then she turns her like caricature thing around and it's like it's a fucking Times Square. It's a, it's a time square and he's yeah. got the big smile and like it's a perfect, like perfectly drawn, and he's got like a bag of money and like babes. Yeah, and, like, but... He's like she's like roasting him with this caricature that's perfect. And you're like, what? Why would they make it that good? Why would they make it that good? I've, I've been to art school. This is actually one of the few times where my background as an artist is actually gonna come in handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say uh, I'm a resident artist. It's a here. different skill set. The mm. caricature like drawing and the skill set of being a a dancer slash painter yeah those it's not the same thing (laughs) even the proportions are perfect like the the tiny little body and the giant head it's just i remember it's so unbelievable that she could pull that off it's a little bit like if you were an opera singer then somebody was like okay uh do a freestyle rap you're a singer right (laughs) it's like i don't know (laughs) there's a mitch hedberg joke kind of about that where he's like oh you're a uh, you're a cook can you farm? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> like in a million years, I would never have expected like you know a, a person I met that night to be that good at care. No matter what their profession was. On the other hand, uh, his drawing of her is really really good. Yeah, oh, it's that, amazing. That should be the drawing that she's doing of him. Right. Right. But with like his weird tooth that's off a tooth. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that's wrong with his face. <laughs> He's got the weird, uh, the, his left tooth lines up perfectly with Tom, the Tom Cruise's face. Yeah. teeth have been fixed, but oh, yeah, we're everything in, we're is in a one. certain era of Tom Cruise's teeth <laughs> yeah. here in Vanilla this, Sky. This is the final form of Tom Cruise's teeth. final form. <laughs> Perfect teeth, but everything's one step to the right. That's so weird to look at. Yeah. <laughs> Once you see it, you can't unsee it. We talk so about it all the time. It should have been just a beautiful portrait with his teeth just like way over on one side. <laughs> Let's get into track five. Juliana Gianni, I Fall Apart. La, 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 la. He falls together. the feelings there do, do you guys uh do you guys know about juliana gianni yeah it's cameron, cameron diaz's Diaz character, character. character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is her uh like her music project and she yeah. she pulls like uh it's a very new york move where you're driving somebody and you're like what if i what if i had an album of music what do you think it's like oh, i don't know it's like what if i told you you were listening to that album right now yeah hmm? hey. like, oh, are you gonna kill me yeah <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this is where the yeah the film takes a turn yeah. during this scene, and it starts with someone who has the audacity to play play their own music. <laughs> it, was, it was never mentioned that she's a musician, apparently, even though he runs like the Rolling Stone or something. I mean, it, it like. It falls perfectly into her character, though. I think she she, she nails this character. Like, you know. Yeah. She's really. <laughs> oh, yeah. The follow up question is do yeah. you believe in God? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's David, scary. When you have sex with someone, your body makes a promise, even yeah. if you don't. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> which is something I've said many times. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, no, but I thought it fell like perfectly. Like, I'm a I'm an actress and a model and a sing, you know, and you're just like, all right, Jesus Christ. You know? And like it, it, it falls into the reason why I guess Tom Cruise kind of like dismissed her as a human being. But then you're like, you know, David is character he was like a huge asshole to her. Yeah, he's just a fuckboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she is apparently a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> She's so creepy. I couldn't find. Uh, I I guess this is Cameron Diaz singing. I don't know. I, I, it, it, yeah, I think it is. It is. Yeah. It, is. it is. She can sing. Yeah, you know what? This, this song is fine. This, this song is, is fine. Probably the best song on the soundtrack. I, if I were David Ames in that car and she was threatening to kill me, I would have been like, "That song was great." <laughs> Why do you, he does go like, panic. He goes too hey, far. He goes, yeah. "I love you. I, I love, love you. you. Stop the car. I love you." <laughs> just like, you should have been like, "Wait a minute. Can we? Can you rewind to that last track?" She'd be like, "What? Oh really? no, no. Can I go to the go to the beginning of this song?" Yeah. This, this is you? This is you. Wow. <laughs> turn this up. Turn this up. I, I think that would have persuaded her to like slow to, at least slow down. You yeah, know? Yeah. Maybe still drive recklessly. This guy, see, he just doesn't have the survival instinct. Nah, man. Nah. It would have been like, ooh, what was that chord change? Mm. Go the, you know, pull over. I want to, I really want to listen to this. Is this on the radio? Oh, it's your, it's your demo. Oh my God. Jeez. <laughs> Should we get into track six? Let's I do think it. We have to. The monkeys. 
with Porpoise Song, Theme from Head. Fun fact, that song was written by uh, Carol King and her uh, husband at the time. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. I love Carol King. Beautiful. Uh, Jerry Goffin, that was, mm-hmm. they were the writing duo. I watched that musical. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> Bravo. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, this was for, it was, I, I don't want to accuse the monkeys of imitating anyone, but this is a little bit of a hey, Sar- hey, Sergeant hey, Pepper's yeah. feeling going on. Hey, yeah, what are you trying to say to Come on, man. I know, I... I don't. I find them a little derivative. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, but yeah, this was for a film that they were starring in that was like written by Jack Nicholson. Uh, yeah, the head. They, yeah, yeah head. they blow up the uh, the Coke machine or the Pepsi machine with like a r- rocket launcher or something. In it. That's all I know about it. <laughs> those crazy monkeys. Yeah, those wild monkeys. <laughs> what are they going to get up to next? Not playing uh, instruments on their albums, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, that was like. Uh, yeah. It was a cutting like the the uh, what? Wait, what is that crew called? The uh, Wrecking Crew. Yeah, the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, the studio like, band. Yeah, I mean they were recording a ton of people, not just the monkeys. Oh, for sure. I remember I asked my dad. I was like, so. Like, how, were the monkeys self-aware, or was like, did everyone know what was going on? He was like, they were just fun. They were just fun. They, it was a fun thing that they were doing. But like, yeah, they were a joke band, but they played like decently enough music that it was also a hit. So I don't know. Yeah, that, that wasn't a bad song. They have hits. Yeah, they have. Like, Daydream believer. It's they a great have song. A lot of, like really good songs. Hey, hey, hey! We're the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I get maybe that's what people I don't uh, high school musical or something. And there's things that people that kids get into. Maybe it's actually secretly good. Yeah, I don't know. Josie and the Pussycats. You know, it's it's all the same, all the same genre. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I even brought it. No, it's all garbage. But uh, the monkeys were good sometimes. I think that of all their songs, that's the most kind of like orchestrally like you know filled out. Yeah, yeah. Production wise, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. So uh, Tom Cruise's character lives in the Dakota which is the famed New York City building where John Lennon lived and uh, and died. Yeah, that's yeah. where he was, like, shot out in front of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's a cool factoid. Thanks for bringing that up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay keeping it positive. <laughs> no, it's obvious. Like, Cameron Crowe is a huge music fan, and so, like, it's, it's in the DNA of this film. There's so much, mm-hmm. like, uh, references to old music and everything. Old we'll get, movies, we'll, too. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into more of that. Yeah. Let's get into uh, track seven. This is Looper with Mondo 77. Thank you. 
I looked up uh, Looper today. I was like, I wonder if they've uh, put out any music oh, recently. Yeah. Uh, they put out a song uh, this year um, called Vanilla Skies. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and it's that song, uh, Mondo 77, but it's just like a, uh, a chilled out, like really sleepy lounge mix. Oh, strange. It's not very good. <laughs> I, when I was in college, I got really into Looper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Looper is the side project of one of the guys from Bell and Sebastian, yeah, which is a band that I, I really love. Bass player, uh, Stuart David? Yeah, I think so. And so um, I kind of got into the two. I got into Looper and Bell and Sebastian at the same time and kind of mm-hmm. conflated the two. So I have a hard time actually recognizing some of the kind of folkier Looper songs with some of the more electronic Bell and Sebastian is, is songs. most of Looper's music uh, like instrumental? No, I mean, yeah, it's it's more kind of electro based, but there was it was like him and his wife some weird kind of um, more twee spoken word type things with some electro like and and folk stuff going mm-hmm. on. I liked it. I don't know. I don't know how much of it holds up. I love this song personally. Mm-hmm. They've got another song that doesn't appear on the soundtrack, but was played in the film, uh, My Robot. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I remember that song yeah, too. Yeah. This was uh, when, I don't know when this song plays, but I remember Jason Lee and Tom Cruise are driving around. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is like, what should I put on? Should I put on something or should I put on Looper? But he never puts on either because he almost kills both of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they almost I, get hit by a Mack truck. I completely forgot that Jason Lee was in this movie oh, until really? I put this on and I was like, oh, he's in it. And he's like a huge part of this movie. Yeah, he, he's, the be- he's the best friend. He's an author. Yeah. Maybe this whole movie is the book he's writing. I don't, I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't buy of, it for one second. There's a lot of fan theories about what's real and what's not real. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of this movie, they explicitly say what's real and what's not real. Yeah, and the guy I, straight up tells him in an elevator. I, everything I, is real. I think I pretty much take this movie at face value. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very obvious when it happens, and it's obvious when they refer to it happening. This isn't fucking Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, yeah, there's no ambiguity. There's no ambiguity in it. At it's the all end. a dream. Um, <laughs> Jason Lee just playing the role he's played in a hundred movies. It's like dick best friend. Like, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> fucking screaming. And he like he's kind of a dick about it later, but he definitely almost gets Tom Cruise killed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he was the one that tells Juliana Gianni or whatever her name is. Yeah, Juliana Gianni that uh, Tom Cruise said she was a fuck buddy. And he did it because he was jealous of him. Yeah. Because he had a crush on the crazy girl. Mm-hmm. Like, he's trying to, like, stake out every woman in this fucking movie. Yeah, he's got dibs on all these girls. And then when Tom Cruise, with his face all fucked up, and he's all drunk, and he kind of, like, mentions it offhand, like, hey, yeah. what did you, uh... What did you say to that girl who tried to kill me? Yeah. And then Jason Lee turns like, all right, you know I'm your friend and you're being a dick to me. Yeah, See like, you later. Turns it around and he's like, are you harboring resentment towards me? Yeah. And for the- almost getting you killed? <laughs> and at the, very, on, at the very end, it's like he was a true friend. It's like, no, man. Yeah, yeah, that guy was a dick. <laughs> he held a funeral for you because he felt responsible for your death, which indirectly he almost was. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he held a three-day funeral for. He's like, yeah, because he probably thinks he killed you. Yeah, yeah. Caleb just gave me that look. Like, uh, next track, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On my soapbox. Uh, who have we got next? This is Red House Painters with "Have You Forgotten." I still can't believe all the good things that you did for me.
Backyard summer pools And Christmas trees were bright and full Wake up, everybody. Yeah. Wake up, wake up. Yeah, they um, are essentially sun kill moon. Uh, <laughs> it's supposedly it's like a, a it's like a side project or something, but I think what really happened is they just kind of rebranded themselves, and it's the same band. Th- this this fucking guy from this band. <laughs> do you guys oh, yeah. do you guys know about this guy? No, 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 no. I, I know nothing about Red House Man. Banners. Mark Kozalek. Is the guy behind uh, Sun Kill Moon and Red House Painters? Man, this fucking guy. He, in, <laughs> in Almost Famous, he plays the uh, the bass player. Oh, okay. Um, he's just basically like a huge fucking asshole. One of the early things he did that was not great. He's like notoriously hard to uh, interview. And uh, there was a jur- there's a journalist named uh, Laura Snapes who had been tasked with trying to interview him for uh, Uncut Magazine. And she's having a really hard time getting him to commit to anything. He wasn't responding to emails. So she reached out to people that he knew and like he called her out at a concert he was performing. He said, um, there's a girl named, uh, Laura Snapes. She's a journalist. She is out to do a story on me. She's been contacting a lot of people that know me. Uh, she totally wants to fuck me. Get in line, bitch. (laughs) Laura Snape's totally one stab my babies. Oh God! Which, you know, t- total, total, total nightmare. After that, <laughs> there's more. Well, I, re- I remember when I moved to uh, Williamsburg. He he played a show at a music hall, Williamsburg, where he just started like taking stabs at the crowd. Nice. He, he called uh, the everyone at the show a uh, like a town of clones. <laughs> it, oh, man, it's oh, dude, the uh, Mark Kozalek. The guy from Sun Kill Moon talking down to me. <laughs> One of my uh, favorite stories about this guy, he was, pre- <laughs> yeah, there's just so many. He was performing at the, um, uh, the uh, Hopscotch uh, Festival. And, uh, you know, he's one of those people that if the crowd is really noisy, he's, you know, he'll say something. He, he called the crowd a bunch of fucking hillbillies. And he started selling T-shirts on his website. Uh, which I think you can still purchase that say all you fucking hillbillies shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have I have kind of a theory behind this. I don't know if you guys want to hear. Of I course. think that um, sometimes lead singers get in trouble when they have a loud band uh, attitude and they're in a, a quiet band. Yeah, yeah. And so they have loud band energy. It's like, hey, fuck all of you. And then it's like, ding, ding. And then they have to play this quiet song. <laughs> oh, man. And it's like. Yeah. And you're just sitting there thinking about how he just yelled at you. Yeah. And you're kind of like, ah. That's where this war on drugs Twitter controversy started. Yeah. He, he was playing in Ottawa <laughs> at an outdoor festival. And his he was getting, uh, you know, it's an outdoor space. And war on drugs' set was like, you know, bleeding over into the. <laughs> <laughs> the tent that he was playing in and he you know so he got so fucking pissed off and, and he was like my next song is called a uh, war on drugs suck my cock <laughs> so and then he plays like a quiet spoke song that's yeah, the problem yeah, yeah. so he, <laughs> he he recorded that song war on drugs suck my cock <laughs> it, it, let's listen to a little bit of that suck my cock war on drugs suck my cock war on drugs suck my cock Wonder, suck my cock. <laughs> Get over yourself. 
Yeah, I mean, even if you see the the photo of Mark Kozilek, it's, it's, he's fucking. Uh, he's, he looks just he's a scary looking dude. Mark Kozilek, have you been harboring this resentment all this time? <laughs> he's him calling War on Drugs the whitest. <laughs> And, yeah, it's, it's just uh, so insane. Glass houses, know, Mark. Like, take I, a look at red house painters. I oh. do. Uh, I do respect the balls of just changing the name of your band to get like uh, to get new reviews, to get new uh, buzz. <laughs> yeah. We might actually rebrand the podcast. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> sound get trackers. On that, get on that news, new and new and newsworthy. <laughs> yeah. I did think it was kind of funny that, he's, that he <laughs> called War on Drugs his music also a like, beer commercial rock. <laughs> that was going to be funny. It reminds me of, uh, of John Mayer in that he's, he's a guy with a lot of like uh, humor in his personal life, but then he makes very overly earnest music. Yeah. And I feel like it's driving him crazy. I think this guy wants to be in fucking Black Flag, and instead he's in Sun Kill Moon. Yeah. He's in this sleepy <laughs> folk, folk band. Folk bullshit. It's yeah. so sleepy. Come at me, Mark. I'll fight you, dude. I'm so ready to fight you. <laughs> We're probably going to hear from him somehow. Yeah. Oh, another one-star review. Here we go. <laughs> All right, Nikki, what do we got next? We've got track nine. This is Josh Roos with Directions. TV wide, comfortable life is all it's cracked up to be. Don't like a direction you would come to. And it's easy to get caught in the way of the Getting a strong uh, Wilco vibe from that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was getting a little bit of Tom Petty there in the middle. Okay, yeah. This is, I think, the danger. The danger of uh, of having a self named uh, band or whatever is that your Wikipedia will say that you were born in Nebraska, but your origin was in Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> that Tennessee sound, you know. <laughs> Josh Roos. Josh Roos was born, but then he formed in Tennessee. Apparently, uh, I like that song. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I don't know that guy. Yeah. That's, that's playing in the movie when... I think at this point, Tom Cruise is in his, like, druggy dream. And uh, even though the soundtrack is generally chronological, yeah, and there's some mm-hmm. songs coming up next where he's still, like, uh, all fucked up. But this is... Maybe this is when he asks out Penelope Cruz after the accident and she agrees to like hang out with them or something there's no oh, way to know really yeah he could be uh, well, he like gets he gets control back of the board and he's 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 his, his life's kind of looking up he's like practicing saying Sophia in the mirror yeah and uh, he meets her and she agrees to like see but like he doesn't really pay attention that she's like crying <laughs> he's like asking her out and then there's that scene where he calls her on the phone and it's just like the thirstiest phone. He's like, I saw our friend Benny the Dog on Conan and uh, golly, it just made me think of you. And anyway, I'll see you in 45 minutes. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, call me back. Um, if I'm got, in the shower. I got a terrible me. headache coming on. You know the accident. It still affects me pretty badly, but uh, just a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, did you guys uh, notice Michael oh, Shannon? Shannon? I was going to say, there's some good cameos. And you got Conan, oh. you got Michael oh, Shannon. Oh, yeah. A very young Michael Shannon yeah. who uh, I always... Because you see it's him security when guard. he's like a teenager, mm-hmm. you see him right. in Groundhog Day. Oh, but I feel I like he's that. in Groundhog Day and then he's in this. And then like, you know, 15 years later, he's like a great actor. Just the best actor ever. Uh, oh, but God. he's in this. He doesn't have many lines. Nice. Daddy's boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, daddy's boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a good Michael Shannon. I'll work on it. Yeah, that would be a good impression. I did read some theory that um, the the board that you mentioned, you know, the board of trustees, they're responsible for um, keeping him in the uh, inside the nightmare. Oh yeah, 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 okay. Kind of, but you see them before the accident. Although, I mean, I don't know. There is, I guess, the the opening of the movie opens up with a dream that he has where he's like alone in the city. Yeah. So you might assume that uh, since he's been in the cryo chamber for like 150 years, that he's like looping through this over and over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is the one where he glitches out. Yeah. So maybe like even though that stuff that he's experiencing is what really happened, maybe it's him like reliving it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a bit of a, the fountain. You ever seen that? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, when time sort of stretches out, you just like relive the same memories that's that uh, Darren Aronofsky movie that like won't end I love it man I think it's so good (laughs) but yeah it it, it's like a three and a half (laughs) it just yeah it's a lot of repeating scenes yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I just picture uh, going to the cryo business and being like I'm into this lucid dream idea but can you make it so that I re-experience my terrible accident over and over too? It's like, oh, okay, yeah, well, sure, yeah, yeah, we'll work something. We've never gotten that one before. But, um, yeah. We'll talk to our uh, guys. We can move right. Well, to this would be nice because then you can have your birthday party. You had a lot of fun at the birthday party. Yeah. Then you get in the car with Cameron Diaz. She tries to kill you. Yeah, okay, we can do that. Yeah, this is tech support. Just give him a shout if uh, anything goes wrong. Tech support! <laughs> instantly screaming. Tech I think we should make it like a personality trait of all of us that if we're ever in a situation in life where things are just getting too real, you just start screaming tech support. <laughs> like pounding against the windows. Oh, man. That was me at the Apple store trying to get my battery fixed this week. What a nightmare. Uh, what do we got? Uh, track 10? Uh, track 10. Left Field featuring Africa Bambata with Africa Shocks. I can't help but think about when this song is playing at that crazy nightclub that he's at. Yeah. Yeah. When he gets invited out by, uh, you know, Sophia and uh, his his buddy. Yeah. Jason Lee also shows up and he's like, no one invited you. <laughs> he was like, she, she told me to come. There's a, I feel like we just came off of the Bad Boys soundtrack where there was a very unconvincing club scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, this feels like a New York club. Yeah. Like, a lot of actually, you know, there's a lot of scenes in neighborhoods in New York that I recognize. This feels very New York. Yeah. Uh, no, they they portray New York very realistically in this yeah. movie, I feel. Except for everybody's got a car. <laughs> Cameron Diaz <laughs> should not have a car in this one. And also, <laughs> Kate, her apartment is like, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 This is 2001. It's a different time. So. Uh, but I will say the idea of like, uh, so anyways, I just heard from our old friend, you know, he's still recuperating. He's like, 
he's in a pretty bad spot. You know, he had that terrible accident. Mm-hmm. Maybe we invite him out to the warehouse party so we can really just like check in on him. <laughs> really loud music, tons of people, drugs, you know how it is. He can bring his new mask. We stay out until maybe 4.35 and just kind of like, it'll be good for him. Yeah, it'll be good he'll, to get him out. He'll just really like, you know. <laughs> He's, we gotta just give him that attention that a, a giant warehouse club yeah. gives you. Fix your fucking face, man! <laughs> <laughs> Can't get a God. drink from the bartender. Yeah, so. I like that he win, He like makes friends with the bartender. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, this one's on the house. It's like, why don't you leave me in face? He's like, you wanna get drunk? It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one's on the house. Why? It just is. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were, we were talking about the that techno scene and like, you know, I feel like that's been a night I've had in my life. Just like, you know, something bad happens with a lady friend and you're just getting you're just, drunk with a bartender. Stuck, you're just stuck in a place. Yeah, and you're like, ah, we're get, doing this. We're doing this. Pounding the bar. Just like, shot, shot. Uh, I, I got I to gotta mention Left Field has shown up on the podcast before. It was on the Go soundtrack. They're right. on a lot of soundtracks. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially uh, in the 90s. Yeah. So much so that I had to check to double check that we haven't done the Hackers soundtrack yet. We have not. not it's, on the, it's on our uh, yeah. ledger. I They're on wait. that soundtrack. Um, Africa Mombata. Yeah. That guy. Uh, some disturbing allegations. Uh, t- 2006, he got uh, some people came forward that were uh, victims of uh, child sex abuse. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Africa. Yeah, he was an important figure in the uh, you know electronic music scene in New York. Not big time. But uh, yeah, that was that was in 2006. Yeah. Hmm. No bueno. Hmm. I don't know. Less said the best. I guess uh, I illegally downloaded this, so he does. Get, he gets no money from us. There you go. Let's see where are we at. Oh, we are coming up on a break. Oh, finally a break. I thought we did the entire soundtrack already. There's more. Oh no. Oh boy! So at the end of the episode, we are going to add to the tracklisting Spotify playlist our favorite dessert song, sweets, desserts, a sweetie song. Yeah. Which one of you guys has the game today? Uh, I put together a game for you guys. Caleb's uh, game. Oh, prepare to suffer. Yeah. A round of the only Connect inspired game that I think we might be calling Supergroup. Supergroup it for now. All right. Uh, so stay tuned. It's gonna be great. Hey, thank you guys for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. As always, we want to hear from you. Hey! Hey! Thank you for listening to Tracklisting Podcast. Welcome to our ad. Uh, how can they uh, reach out to us, Chris? Well, you can find us on Instagram. That is at Tracklisting Podcast. You can Gmail us. Do people, uh, it's 2020 now. I don't know if people email anymore. People but if, if, if you want Gmail, it's uh, tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. And rate and review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And yeah. make sure to follow our uh, official Spotify tracklisting playlist on Spotify. Get on that iTunes and try to balance out our one, one-star review. Yeah, who did that? <laughs> hey! 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 <laughs> Thanks for listening. We love y'all. Welcome back to Track Listing. We have a game prepared by Caleb Brown. Thank you, everybody. I put together another four rounds of Supergroup. So I'm going to have four rounds of three clues, one answer. I want you guys to try to come up with the fourth song in the series. Uh, some of them are going to be a little bit looser than others. I'll let you know. I, I think you guys are going to do fine. They're going to generally go from easier to harder. Um, I, maybe I can help you out as we go a little bit. 
But uh, you guys know how to play. Sometimes the connection has to do with the artist, the song, the theme. There's a lot of different things. Uh, Can't wait. Glad to be here. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> or, even, or even the uh, the lyrics sometimes. Sometimes so. the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with clue one, round one. Uh, get you guys warmed up. Here we go. I drank a jar of coffee And then I took some of these Totally wired. Totally wired. I'm totally wired. I'm totally wired. That's a song that I like quite a bit. All right. Okay. Should we jump right into Clue 2? What do you guys yeah, think? I'm not getting a lot off that one. Okay. I think something coffee and cigarettes are totally wired. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It's some fucking new wave bullshit band. <laughs> Um, okay, I already said that I liked it, but that's fine. I'm twisting the knife. Yeah. Do we know the artist and song title for I, that? I don't know who that was. All right, let's uh, move on to Clue 2. Clue 2. All right, that was uh, Edgar Winter Group's oh. uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. Wired. You know that pretty darn well, Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein. In fact, if you search on YouTube, oh, yeah. Nick Lagrasta <laughs> playing Frankenstein, you'll see a yeah. little guitar tab nation <laughs> thing going on. Oh, uh, yeah, that was United We Tab. <laughs> a little guitar company that never paid anyone. <laughs> Okay, focus, focus. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Wired, Frankenstein, those Coffee. The- Coffee, the Edgar Edgar Winter Group. Mm. Winter. Well, yeah, okay. Is that Fall? Was the first a band? Is that something Fall? Okay. Yeah. Fall, Winter, Spring, Summer. summer. Okay. okay. I like that. I'm gonna guess Seasons. If I rang in early, which I won't, uh, it would be something by Donna Summer. Just to be clear, are you ringing in early? No. Okay, you won't. Okay. Let's hear let's the third the next clue. one. Let's clue three. Now I got no idea. <laughs> yeah, we're totally lost now. Springsteen, the boss. So somebody, summer, Donna Summers. I'd say Donna, Donna Summers, summer? pretty solid. Okay. Yeah, Donna Summer. Okay. Uh, Wait, what's the fr- fall? Somebody fall. The or fall. Autumn? Is it the fall? Is it the band name of the band? There's a the band they're called the fall. There's yeah. a band that I like quite a bit called the fall. Okay. I think that was the fall. Hey, let's say a totally wired Donna Summer. What love to love you, baby? Love to love you, baby. Let's hear that one. I agree. Let's see if that's the one. Let's hear the answer. Here we go. I feel loud. Yeah, yeah. Oh, guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> Way off. I feel no. loved. Summer. Who's love to love you, baby? That's also Donna Summer. That's also No point. All right, season. All right, so that Seasons. was the fall. It was Edgar Winter Group, Bruce Springsteen, and Donna Summer. Good job, guys. That oh, was a warm right. up. That was no a warm up. That was a practice. No points. You would have gotten points if you log if you clocked in early. But did not clock in early. Round two, clue one. Round two, clue one. All right, 
right. In honor season of, of round one, we got a season song. Season of the Witch. Throwing oh. back to round one. These could be Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> These could be... Um, the Witch? Season, no, Season of the Witch. Oh, season he was in a Witch. movie called Season of the Witch. Okay. Um, oh. Are these Nicolas Cage movies in order? I can't... Who's the name of that band? We, we've had them on a soundtrack before. Uh, it escapes me, to be honest. Me too, but... Um, it's funny, because it kind of sounds like the Beatles. It does, very much so. Should we hear Clue 2? I would love to. Let's hear Clue 2. Like the stars, stars, stars in the Okay, did you hear it? Uh-uh. He said Ghost Rider. Oh, he did. Okay, so we are in Nick Cage. See, we're in the cage. We're in the cage. We're in the cage. <laughs> I will say that some of these sequences, there are multiple answers okay. for a fourth one. Okay, I have to guess the sequence. Is see, what, Season of Witch definitely came out right before don't Ghost know, Don't Rider. overthink it. Don't overthink okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, like I said, there could be many answers in this answers. round to the fourth song. Well, let's hear the third. And if it's a cage... It's a cage tune. I'm going gone, gone in sixty seconds all the way. <laughs> Let's hear clue three. All right, I think you guys might have caught on to a theme, but I need something specific for an answer. Do you? I will accept something that's not my answer, but it has to be specific. Specific. We need to come up with another movie. Uh, okay, I don't get a great one about leaving Las Vegas. There we go. I like that. I was say that, raising Arizona, maybe. But is, yeah. That's the song. Uh, leaving Las Vegas. There is a is a Viva Las. That's Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. No, I'm thinking Viva Rock Vegas. Ooh, <laughs> Chris, Chris's brain that's has a song, about right? math yeah. equations floating around. Right now. <laughs> um, are we talking? Are these like chronological it? Nick Cage movies? No, there's there's many different answers. Many different but answers. I, I need a specific answer from you. What's a what's a song that's also a Nick Cage movie? Um, uh, when Betty Sue got married, when Peggy Sue got married. Adaptation. Adaptation. Raising right. Arizona. Let's hear the answer. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Con Air. Leaving Las Vegas. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks, We heard Donovan with Season of the Witch. Uh, We heard Suicide with Ghost Rider. And Barry Manilow with Mandy. If you guys haven't seen Mandy, it's a great film. Oh, my God. Check it out. (laughs) All right. Good job. I'll give you points on that one. Okay. Okay. You did did say uh, Leaving Las Vegas before Nick talked about it. Points on the board. Points on the board. Moving on to round Round three, three, baby. Let's do it. Clue one. I think of those traitors. 70s folk voice. You say that, what was that it last Patriot Games. Oh, the Patreon. Um, okay, Patriot Games was a 
Yeah, we're in movie territory. What? Yeah. Who's this, the in song? That? I will say this song cracks me up because it reminds me of that uh, Steve Coogan. Where, <laughs> On the block sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Uh, clue two? Let's go clue two. Patriot Games is the only thing I kind of grasped yeah. from the end of that. But Same. And that's, I, who was in that movie? Harrison Ford or something? Like I think that. that's right. Maybe. Clue two. thoughts chris it's bills but i can't remember if it's tlc or destiny's child or maybe somebody else altogether uh ooh, we're probably I mean, gonna get some flack for that i think that's i think that's destiny's child i'm gonna go with you on that oh man yeah. we're gonna have to hit clue yeah. three what do you guys got cooking so patriot games bills like you know like government bills i wonder who the first artist was yeah if it's destiny, destiny's destiny. If there's infant, child. Is it something infant, child, baby, young man, fetus? <laughs> I'm thinking it's getting older. Uh, if if yeah. the second one is child, yeah, yeah, there yeah. You go. Okay, let's, let's do the third one. Let's see if we can get anything. Oh, you guys are on fire. Clue three. <laughs> when all hate is gone, I've been a searching. For the dolphin in the sea. Mm. That's of course Johnny Old Man Rivers. <laughs> Sad. I don't think I have this. The old, wait, can you play that again? Can you play that clue one more time? Let's hear it one more time. Clue three. When all hate is gone, I've been a searching. For the dolphin in the sea. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, is that Johnny Cash? It sounds cash. Bills, cash, like money. Money's money, the thing. Money. Yeah. Uh, something by the Cash Money Millionaires. Okay, that's not a bad guess. What do you think, Nikki? Just still dwelling on that first clue. Wish I could. If that was a little like, more info. I'll give you a hint. Dollary Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dollary O'Harlehy. Uh, these are a lot of artists that I don't expect you to recognize who they are. Okay. So let's think about those. So it is not to do with the artists. Okay. 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 Well, I, I picked up on Patriot Games at the end of that, but I, that mm-hmm. might have been a red herring that I was listening mm-hmm. for the wrong thing. Bill. The other song is Bills. Mm-hmm. No question. So that means, what can we think of either bills in a government sense or bills in the money sense? Mm-hmm. Or the name bill. Oh, that too. Know, something about, what, dolphin sea? I don't even know. What I, think we're lo- I think we're lost. We're swimming we're in lost. a... We're swimming right. in a, yeah. If you guys want to... If you want to forfeit your points from yeah. the last round... And see if we can We can guess. give you the answer and see if you can work backwards. I guess we're going to have to do it. All right, All right. here's the answer. That's 
of course, Elton John. <laughs> with, with Benjamins and the Jets. Benjamins and the Jets. I don't know. All, guys, is it all about the Benjamins? Are you ready to throw yourself at the mercy of the court? Yes. Uh, I got nothing. Uh, those of you listening at home might not know that we are here in New York City, which is home of the New York Jets. Uh, the New York Jets oh, exist the, in the AFC East along with the New England Patriots, uh, the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins. Yeah. the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. Bills, oh. Bills. Oh, that was a good one. AFC East. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep cut. I thought you guys That's might nice. be a catch on to a football theme, but uh, I don't know if you guys know your divisions that well. I'm a huge sports I'm fan. Huge what sports are you talking guy, about, man? man? What are you talking about? <laughs> all right. Three warm ups. Time for the real round. I just this watched is, the Super Bowl. <laughs> you guys lost all your points from the second oh, round man. and the third round. Fourth round. This one might. Maybe get a little hard. We'll okay. see how it goes. All right. yeah, maybe we'll have better luck. Here's uh, round, round four, clue one. Clue one. Godspeed. Bird, check what we got. Mr. Lafayette, hard rock like Lancelot. I think your pants look hot. Lawrence, I like you a lot. Let's hatch a plot blacker than the kettle calling the pot. What are the odds of God who put us all in one spot? Pluck in a squad and conventional wisdom like it or not. A bunch of yeah, that's from Hamilton by ye old Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, was that Alexander Hamilton singing? Is that his character about? Never saw the show. Okay, <laughs> but okay. I, I would say that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Okay. All right. So All right. here's here's my guess so far. Hamilton's on the ten dollar bill. I'm still on my, my heads on money, man. <laughs> my heads on money. Yeah. Money I on the prize. And then what? Twenty. Jackson is a Jackson. So if we hear something Ooh. Jacksony. Yeah, and Mike, then 50 Michael Jackson is uh, Ulysses S. Grant, and uh-huh. then 100 is Benjamin. But yeah. let's 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 hear it. I don't let's know. You guys want to lock in now? Maybe we all go home rich. Let's let's play the game. All right, I want to hear the round game. two. Let's hear round two. Clue two. I dig that song. I can't remember. It's Feel Your Body by like a Taylor Dane or something. Mm. Are we totally lost? Yeah. Okay. Feel Your Body. That was the Hamilton song, which I'm sure has a name or one of the songs in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get clue three. Maybe we get clue right, three. Let's hear let's clue hear three. Yeah, yeah. That fucking that's, song. That's good, Charlotte. Lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Mm-hmm. Talking about killing the rich, robbing the rich. Uh huh. Robbing the rich. I don't know, man. Charlotte. Oh, okay, previous song. What do we think? I feel like I need a pen. Yeah, I got a pen. <laughs> it's not gonna help. Oh, okay, Charlotte is a city, in North Carolina. This is more sports nonsense. <laughs> I should have said these are all sports questions. These are all sports questions. Uh, uh, these are previous basketball teams in Charlotte. <laughs> Hornets. <laughs> all right, so that was good Charlotte. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Before that... Was some a Taylor Daney type song called Touch My Body. Something right. like that. Before that, maybe uh, we have Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. Talking about revolution... Things, 
Virginia. All right. You guys want to real estate? Sure. Things in Virginia. Things in Virginia. Things in Virginia. Things in Virginia. Let's hear the answer and maybe you guys can work your way backwards. Here we go. Uh, is that Miley Cyrus? Mm, I don't know. I know it's some country... It's not good. No. <laughs> I think it's older than Miley Cyrus, though. Maybe not. Uh, Hannah Montana. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Uh, <laughs> the most obscure track, the, the second track. Touch My Body thing. It's uh, it? Touch Me by Samantha Fox. Okay. Fox. Hamilton. It's known as the Swamp Fox. <laughs> Um, Charlotte, Charlotte, General Rommel, the Desert Fox. <laughs> Let's see. Wait, Charlotte. That was by. Say that again. Sam Samantha Fox. Fox. Samantha Fox. Touch me. Hannah Montana. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> I don't know. What I don't know. Got? I don't know. I yeah. feel like I'm close to it, but I'm just not. My brain cells aren't. All right. It. I'll give it to you here. So uh, the first song is My Shot from Hamilton. Okay. Obviously, that the artist was Lin-Manuel Miranda. You guys got that? Mm-hmm. Samantha Fox was a second track. Oh, fucking Sex in the City. Good Charlotte. Good and, Charlotte. Uh, uh, Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Oh. <laughs> I'm such a Carrie. Hey. I should have known that. That's good, Caleb. Yeah, that's that's always good. Been. Sex in the City. Always been on Miranda. It's a great Miranda. show, by the way. Great show. <laughs> yeah, you guys like watched all of that show? Holds up. I have watched all of yeah. the replay. The movies are great it. too. <laughs> Sex in the City, everybody, check it out. Van Hughes. Thank you for playing. Yeah, guys. that was great. That was great. Good job, oh, thank you. You stumped us again. Yeah, I got a couple stumpers. I'm happy about that. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you one of these days. All right, all right. Well Let's get back into this sucker. Getting back into the Lucid Dream soundtrack, Vanilla Sky. This is track 11. We've got Sigurus with Sven G. Inglad. This soundtrack introduced me to this band oh, uh, yeah. that I became a big fan of. It's yeah. pretty early for Sigur Rós. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of music in this movie. This is only one on the soundtrack, I believe. Mm. Yeah, the one that's at the end when he um, is making that decision whether or not to wake up or go back in the dream, I don't think it had... It, that's on their album, uh, Untitled, the one where they're singing like in like nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but it hadn't been uh, released yet. I think they actually used a... like Cameron Crowe got a hold of a live recording of it and use that in the film there's like a through the first half of the movie i was kind of like everything is on the soundtrack this is great mm-hmm. and then in the second half it's like uh, good vibrations and heaven from rolling stones mm-hmm. and there's some and i was like oh there's a lot of really good music there's some thievery there, corporation that didn't make it on yeah there too. There's, uh, there's a ton of uh, curtis mayfield or at least the impressions i think mm-hmm. keep on pushing on here this is a little chock full of a lot of great music. A lot of it made it on the soundtrack. Yeah. This is right before Sigurus just started dominating soundtracks. They were on a lot in the 2000s. I used to blast that song in my car when yeah. I drive around. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, watched some interview with them. 
I think it was like a Canadian that um, is it like Radio Q, and uh, they just are just totally dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy's asking them questions and they're like, mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm, yeah. So they're Icelandic, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the culture's like there. If it's just like, ah, don't talk to me. <laughs> I saw them uh, play I think it. he's just really shy. I think that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, it, it would make sense. I, I saw them play live at the Bass Hall in Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, there was like a seven-minute saw solo. Like a... <laughs> Like, oh, a, yeah. like a lumber saw. Yeah, yeah, like, where you play with the bow? It's <laughs> like, what am I watching? I'm 17. I, that's like the traditional music of my people. <laughs> yeah. I come from lumberjacks. There you go. They've got a pretty cool uh, recording studio they built in Iceland. That's kind of, uh, it was built around like an old pool. And they built it out to be constructed like Abbey Road, where there's like the control room upstairs and there's like a big live room. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the recording guys and the diving board <laughs> down on them like from up here. <laughs> Slower, sadder. Yeah, go more in the deep end. I was trying to. I hadn't looked them up in a while. <laughs> I was trying to see if they put out any music recently. I found some album they put out a, a few years ago that had like a. It was like a three hundred song album. It's it was a lot. Well, it's a lot of music. The important thing is that there's nothing to do in Iceland, <laughs> so they just have a lot of time to record. It's <laughs> probably true. All right, what do we got next, Nikki? We've got track twelve. This is Jeff Buckley with "Last Goodbye." Kiss me, please kiss me, oh, kiss me out of desire, baby. No consolation. Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley. I think this is probably his most famous original song because he's most famous for his cover of the Leonard Cohen's uh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And he just recorded, he released the one album and then I think he was recording a second album when mm-hmm. he like disappeared into a river, essentially. Yeah, it was Oof. really sad. What was the story behind that? It, it was, was a boating accident, I think. Kind of. He was, uh, I think they were in, they were on the Mississippi somewhere. I think they were in Tennessee recording or whatever. And he was apparently fully clothed and sober, and he just like was swimming in the river, and some boat went by, just like the wake caught him, and he just Ooh, disappeared. A freak accident, just went down, never came back up. Yeah, yikes! Ugh. I like that song. Last goodbye. I I put it on a uh, mixtape I made for my girlfriend in high school, just because I like the song. But I think I kind of sent the wrong signal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I did not, I'm not saying this is, this no. is the end. I, was just, so I just like the song. pay attention to high fidelity. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, you a, didn't know how to make a mix. No. There's no. a lot of songs. signals. There's a lot of songs I really dig, but like, you know, I don't want to like tell my girlfriend that I love them because I'm like, oh, you got to listen to the song. It's called Leave Me Alone Tonight. <laughs> and, like, and then there's that um, Kano song called like Baby Not Tonight. Right. It's, yeah. it's a great jam. Baby Not Tonight. Like, I don't want to see you. And I'm like, oh, it's a jam, but I can't like sing along with this or my girlfriend's going to hate me, uh, man. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Oh, I love that Kano song. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. All right, uh, Nikki, what do we got coming up next? Let's jump right into track 13. Todd Rundgren, Can We Still Be Friends? Things just can't go on 
I can tell you where this is in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is generally like this is kind of like a weird scene in the movie that it's in. It's pretty effective. It's yeah. uh, the super disturbing on rewatch scene where he's having sex with uh, Penelope Cruz and mm-hmm. then she turns into Cameron Diaz. Yeah, it's, that's a horrifying scene. Man. And he's like, gets really freaked out and then he suffocates her while still like on top of her. And then this song is playing as he's like stumbling out into the right, hallway right. and like, and so it's a little bit of like a. You know, incongruous. So, oh, and is is that where he like catches his uh, his face like in the mirror and sees that it's like still distorted? It like yeah. went back to the the way it used to be. Yeah, right. Is, uh, <laughs> and then you're just like, what's happening in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. This is when this is when stuff like takes a turn for the crazy. And it's sure. uh, the song's pretty nice. It's like, oh, this is a fun song. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think it was um, in reference to. Uh, Tom Cruise kept telling Cameron Diaz's character, he's like, look, oh, we're yeah. friends, right? Yeah. Let's be friends. And she's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> do you believe um, in God? Yeah, do you believe in God? So, like, I, I think it was the, hey, yeah, can we yeah. still be friends now? You, I don't know. It's uh, in the Abre Los Ojos, uh, in the original that scene is a little bit more twisted and that like, he kind of keeps going after he suffocates oh. for like, at least a oh, couple no. and you're like, ah, <laughs> so if, if they, you do say so, Abre Los Ojos, you do have to do it in a uh, ASMR. Abre Los Ojos. Uh, Todd Rungan. I've never gotten super into him. He, uh, he like raised Liv Tyler, right? Yeah. Isn't that the story? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Steven yeah. Tyler. Forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. He was the, the guy that stuck around. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, Renward's awesome, man. Yeah. By, by all accounts, he's a he's a cool guy. He's got you know, bangs on the drum all day. That's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> great song title. Great song title, man. Um, he was in what was the super group he was in? Do you remember? Oh, I uh, I remember he was in a group called like Mute or something. I don't know. I, I'm not going to remember. Todd Rundgren super group. I can look that up. He was in Ringo Starr and all, and his all star oh. band. No, maybe that's <laughs> is not there something about him <laughs> being in the the monkeys? No, that's impossible. I mean, he, he was if he was a session musician, he probably played on some monkeys tracks. That's crazy. Um, so when when the song like abruptly stops and it cuts to uh, where Tom Cruise is in prison and he's talking to uh, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, who's mm-hmm. great in this movie. My, one of my favorite parts of this movie is on the roof. Oh, when he just is like pleading with he's him. He's like, David, like, I'm real. And he's like, are you? It's like, what are your daughter's names? He's like, uh, I'm real. Yeah, I'm real. I'm, a, I'm real. Look. I'm, a, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I'm real. It's hot up here on the roof. Maybe we should just go back into the... Uh, uh, <laughs> So yeah, that, that, that uh, psychiatrist uh, could be just like all in his imagination. Yeah, yeah no, he no, is. Yeah, that, it is they explicitly all. say that he's based on Atticus, Atticus, Atticus Finch. Finch yeah. uh, right. So I guess the daughters are like Scout and whatever the other daughter's name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, 
I'm real. <laughs> I'm, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm real. real. I know I'm real. I don't need to talk about my daughters anymore. Forget my daughters. I'm going to go downstairs. That's like when I'm trying to say that I'm right. You know, like, explain your... Pos- or, it's like me arguing politics with my dad. And he's like, well, explain yourself. I'm like... Uh, okay. Uh, 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 it's just... Come on. I, I'm right. I'm right. I was, In the uh, story. <laughs> I heard... This is a piece of trivia that I had heard before, but I recently heard again and remembered how weird and funny it is apparently um walt disney when walt disney died yeah. his last words were written down on a piece of paper and like handed to somebody shortly before he passed away hmm. and it was two words and his last words were kurt russell <laughs> and nobody really knows why um because kurt russell was uh he like was a like disney a, channel person that's where he started there was yeah he was like a kind of like the zach efron of like the early disney movies mm-hmm. and i think he was like um <laughs> this guy's gonna be the future of disney or kurt russell had been like poisoning him he's like he's <laughs> 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 <a> murderer <laughs> like if i what? just if i just get it down no like but instead it made kurt russell into even a bigger star because the disney people were like we gotta get this guy He's got a huge star. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Conspiracy theory. Words for- oh, boy. Golly. Uh, Kurt Russell's really good at this movie. Yeah, I fucking yeah, love that, Kurt Russell, man. That's a crazy thing to be like, yeah, Steven Spielberg's final words were Chris Pratt. <laughs> what does it mean? What? what? Why, does he, why did he say that? Oh, man. Speaking of uh, conspiracy theories, uh, here's Bob Dylan with uh, Fourth Time Around. She said, don't waste your words, they're just lies. I cried she was dead. And she worked on my face until breaking my eyes and saying, what else you got left? It was then that I got up to leave, but she said, don't forget. Everybody must give something back for something they get. It's a great Dylan track. Fourth mm-hmm. time around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is off of Blonde on Blonde, yeah. but but I think this is a live version on a, like a later release. Yeah. Th- I, this movie was the first time I heard that song okay. as well. Yeah. Now was that the album cover that they talk about? He's like using. That's the uh, uh, that's no, the freewheeling freewheeling Bob Dylan. It was, was shot over by West Forth. Yeah. 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 Um, this song, if it sounds familiar, if you're not a Dylan fan, this sounds familiar. Maybe you've heard Norwegian Wood before. Uh, this is supposedly... Oh, uh, yeah, it's got a similar meter and, and vibe. Very yeah. similar. Apparently, Dylan, um, he supposedly he took a little bit of offense that uh, that maybe Lennon had been like cribbing some of his... like. Uh, songwriting style, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so he mm-hmm. wrote the song as like a little bit of a fuck you. If you listen to some of the lyrics, it's kind of like, don't use my words or something. There's like some weird things in there. I'm not a big Dylan guy. Whoa. And then of a course, like la- later on, like Dylan uh, denied and it said it was something about something else, but he, he lies about everything. He's a yeah. pathological liar. That's the great thing about being a songwriter. You can just be like, <laughs> the most pointed song that's obviously about this one thing. Like, no, that was about um, a guy I met once in a bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, turning Japanese. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lucy, Lucy was a kid in the neighborhood, and yeah. this guy, it was a, you know, you know how it was in the 60s. I'm real. I'm real. I'm real. I'm real. I'm real. I'm real. Uh, but I love the fucking the big dick move of Bob Dylan to be like, 
I, I really feel like John Lennon. You know what? I'm just going to do a song that's Norwegian Wood. It's just a fuck you oh, John yeah. Lennon. Big dick move, getting the Pulitzer Prize and not going. Dude, come no, on. Man, it was Dylan. a Nobel Prize. No, yeah, Nobel, yeah, Nobel, Nobel Prize. Nobel Prize for literature, right? Yeah. Which is like, you know, I think people were mad that he got that award in the first place. But, yeah. He's like, no, I'm not going to go. <laughs> Piece of shit. I like this song though. Yeah, I like, I like is, Norwegian Wood. This is a beautiful song, as is Norwegian Wood. And whichever came first, who knows? Uh, Norwegian Wood came first. <laughs> okay. Sands of Time. Who can say? Who can say? Who can say? If only they put dates on those things. They didn't. <laughs> Here's track 15. This is Elevator Beat by Nancy Wilson. Score vibes there from Cameron Crowe's uh, wife at the time, mm-hmm. Nancy Wilson from Heart. Yeah, and this is when they're in the elevator um, going up to the roof, and it lasts forever in that elevator. And it's just like, yeah, it's all been fake. You want to know? Do you want to know everything? <laughs> oh, the actor that plays tech support is so great. Yeah. He's, he's from Shine. Yeah. Uh, Noah, yeah. what's his name? Noah something. He was uh, in Game of Thrones. He's the Bolton who cuts off Jamie Lannister's hand. Um, he played young Hitler in a movie with John Cusack called Max. Mm-hmm. It was about like Hitler as a, a struggling artist. Uh, Noah Taylor. Noah, Noah Taylor. Taylor. He's also um, in. Al- he's the manager in Almost Famous. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. The manager gets fired and replaced by Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, see you in nineteen seventy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, yeah, he's definitely in Cameron Crowe's stable. I think he's been. A I, yeah, Cameron he's Crow's. great. He's good in this too. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot. Tilda Swinton has a little. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, yeah. she uh, works for the Life Extension Company. Yeah, Timothy Spall is like the. Um, the lawyer. Uh, oh, that was yeah. Like oh, in yeah. Support the, of, you mean the guy from uh, uh, Harry Potter? He's yeah, like yeah. The, Peter Pettigrew. The rat. <laughs> the rat man. Um, <laughs> oh, I just realized, I didn't know this. Mark Kozilek is the guy at the nightclub that's like, dude, fix your face. What? Oh, no. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. It makes sense because yeah, the he, had, big, he's he had an actually, acting role in Almost Famous. It yeah, makes sense yeah. that he would be acting That would this. be so funny if that was like, yeah, it was unscripted, and Mark didn't know he was on set for that. <laughs> he just, he just yeah. saw like a different <laughs> guy. Or it was just like, oh, yeah, like he was on set, and he was. I saw him bullying an extra, and I was like, this guy's perfect. <laughs> we got it on film, and that's what was on that. Uh, that's amazing. Sorry, the guy from uh, Roseanne and Big Bang Theory, Yeah, he plays... Um, David's assistant. Yeah, he's barely in it, but he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one. Uh, Tilda Swinton's assistant is the daughter from Sybil. Okay. Uh, Alicia, Alicia Witt, I think. Mm-hmm. Recognize her. But it's like, she comes in and she says, because she's like a redhead, and she says right. something about her boss, and it goes in and Tilda Swinton's another redhead. And it's mm. like this weird, like... Yeah, man, that company is so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, so I have a question for you. So, um... Noah Taylor is tech support. Yeah. And he's he's there. He's like in the video, so he's a real person. Mm-hmm. But then he's still like 
uh, operating as tech support supposedly 150 years later. I mm-hmm. assume they like scanned his likeness, or maybe that he's like frozen and still doing his job or something. Or I think I think that he was like a like, scanned person. Yeah, like person. he did all the voiceover for it, and they mm-hmm. <laughs> recorded his thing. So they just use a robot that looks like him and sounds like him. Mm-hmm. That was my. That's what I put together. Great cast, great cast. All the all the small parts. I was going to say, Tom Cruise's face in this movie does give me uh, Men in Black vibes. Um, what's oh, the- sugar <laughs> in water. D'Onofrio. Oh, yeah, D'Onofrio. <laughs> uh, I, I love this scene when he's like talking to all the doctors and he's just like getting really pissed off that they say that they can't fix his face. He's like, make it up! Yeah. Play jazz. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good in this movie. I, it is. I think he they said cri- it's his best work. They cribbed that he scene has, yeah. for the. Uh, I remember in Doctor Strange when he was trying to like get his hands fixed. He oh. should have like got oh, yeah. full cruise and like just do something. Take fingers away. Add fingers. Do something. <laughs> Look, I, I know what you all think I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna flip out, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Cameron Crowe gets really good performances out of Tommy Cruise, man. That's true, it's true. Track 16, Sweetness Follows, R.E.M., second appearance. Listen here, my sister and my brother. What would you care if you lost the other? I always wonder why did we bother? This is, I think this is off of maybe Automatic for the People. This is, yeah, that's, um, that was a pre They didn't re record this one for the soundtrack. Yeah, this was on a, this is beyond uh, my the sell by date for REM in my mind. Mm-hmm. Everybody, uh, music snobs say that there's a, like the IRS records, you can't, you can't tell what uh, Michael Stipe's saying, kind of like famously. And I think a lot of people will tell you that once you start to be able to, it's. It doesn't have to do with hearing what he's saying. It doesn't make the song. It's just like the period when they got like enough money, and then you could actually hear what Michael Stipe was saying was when they were not good anymore. Uh, once he became decipherable. <laughs> yeah. So it's not. It's not that the lyrics were bad, but I think just like when they were young and mm. like banging it out themselves and on indie record, it was really good. And then, was, I like that song. It's a great track. It was yeah, raw, it's, raw back then. I think it fits of, in well. On a cello or whatever the fuck. A little effecty cello stuff. <laughs> not quite sure. Very stipey. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla sky. <laughs> okay. That's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll work on it. We are um, pulling into the last track here. This is Chemical Brothers with Where Do I Begin? Thank you. 
have it. I love Chemical Brothers. I think. Yeah, Block Rock and Beats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're they're due for a resurgence, I think, any day now. Yeah, they didn't quite have their Daft Punk like third and fourth acts, right? right. They just kind of faded into obscurity. I'm sure they're doing fine. Yeah. I'm pro- not producing or yeah. just relaxing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, some of their stuff on Spotify that was newer that I listened to was just like scary uh, you know, techno ravey trying, trying to be trance twin or something. Yeah. Un- yeah. Undanceable early techno. <laughs> yeah. See, Daft Punk is like we wear robot masks. And then we never have to tour again. We just send out the doubles. Ooh, smart move. El doubles. Ah, yeah. like, they, they, like, ah, fuck. The, the Blue Man group kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, premise. Yeah. That's yeah. good. <laughs> All right. We should uh, rate yeah. this soundtrack. All right. Who wants to go first? Well, uh, traditionally, Chris goes first. What do you think about this? You know what? This is the last time I'm going to go first. You guys got to give me a break for a half minute. Um, I... <laughs> I really like this soundtrack. Uh, we were talking about the movie a little bit during the break. Um, I like the movie quite a bit as well. It blew my mind when I was like an eighth grader. And then uh, I watched it a couple more times and like I liked it less and less. And then I sort of put it on the shelf for a while. And then I rewatched it for this podcast. And uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, th- I thought it was... Um, I was surprised at how much I did like it. I was it was I was surprised at how enjoyable it was. Mm-hmm. Like you, like the things that were going to not age well. Like it was like, oh yeah, okay. Like doesn't age maybe that well, but it's like no, it's pretty fucking watchable. And yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, and the, I mean the conceit is that Tom Cruise was a dick when he was like attractive yeah. and young and that sort of stuff, and then he learns his lesson, and then it all goes crazy. I um, think uh, I think with kind of the media like plot literacy that we have now, it's much more obvious. Mm-hmm. Like he like wakes up and she's just over him. She's like, "Hey, let's fall in love," and you're like, "Oh, this seems like a fucking dream." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, "Oh yeah, okay." Um, and I, I think that being said, the the music works well. It's written into the film at certain points. It's Cameron Crowe. I mean, like, what what are you gonna do? He's he's got a great taste in music. Um, there's music all over this movie. I think there's about 20 songs that don't make it on the soundtrack that were used in good, good places and they're good songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to give this a 13.5. I think it's a really good soundtrack. All right. I guess I'll go next. Uh, yeah. Own the soundtrack, listen to it a bunch, um, in my youth and, I wouldn't say that the soundtrack has grown on me like more over time. I think it's just kind of like, you know, stayed where it is. I think it still holds up. The movie, on the other hand, is I used to watch a ton. And having watched it recently, I felt like the movie for me did not hold up. Oh, really? I feel like the movie's kind of stupid. <laughs> I, I and, will and agree that it's kind of stupid, but it's very fun. And it's, it is fun. And, you know, like having watched the original um you know, in preparation for this uh, podcast, I would probably still choose to watch Cameron Crowe's version mm-hmm. of this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to give the soundtrack a 12.0. Okay. 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 I'll say that on the rewatch, I was, like I said, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Not that it, it uh, not so much that it holds up, because definitely like the first half, um, as an adult, I feel like I'm watching two dummies fall in love. But like, like fake love. Yeah. Where, it, I, but it, it doesn't really because you're watching a dream of the guy's like idealized life. You're like, oh yeah, you, 
you're a dumb dumb. Of course, you're like in love with the person you don't know because that's like the easy kind of idealized love. It's yeah. not has nothing to do with actually knowing somebody because that's like too complicated for you. You fucking Maxim running dickhead. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. But I I enjoyed it quite a bit. This soundtrack I enjoy quite a bit, man. A mm-hmm. lot of like contemporaneous music that totally holds up. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff from like bands that I'm not totally familiar with that I still really really like. Um, I'm going to give this a 14.5. Wow. Really awesome. That's it. a high rate. Nice. Very good. Good job. Well, great. Yeah, it, it, did it introduce you to a lot of this music as well? Um, I don't think I had, I mean, I had listened to Radiohead, question. but, you know. um, Yeah, I mean, I knew Radiohead quite a bit before this, but, like, yeah, Sugar Roos probably. Um, I think I heard Looper from a friend around this time, but they probably heard it in this movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely at the time, this was a soundtrack that affected a lot of the people around me, and then uh, by proxy, a lot of the music that I was listening to. Yeah, a lot of memories tied up in this one for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's great. Good yeah. pick, Nikki. Yeah, yeah good, good pick. pick. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah, and uh, thanks for the game today. We are going to move on to our recommendations. Ooh, yeah, our favorite uh, sweet song. Our favorite sweet song. Dessert Define song. it how you will. Dessert song. Um, I've got a track pulled up here. All right, Nikki, what do you got for us? This is off of <laughs> Van Halen One. This is <laughs> Ice Cream Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm your ice cream man. Stop me when I'm passing by. I'm your ice cream man. Stop me when I'm passing by. This is all my flavors again. She dissatisfied. Oh man, the song changed my life. <laughs> I was like, leave it to David Lee Roth just to be like, you know, it's like Ice Cream Man. It's a, it's a sexual thing. <laughs> it's like trying to find the sexual in you. It's such a stretch. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm always uh, in the neighborhood. You got your different flavors and keep you satisfied. <laughs> like what? what? Like, yeah, Burger Man. I, I, Burger Man. I grill and I flip you around. Flip you up and down. The grease is drizzling. Oh, drizzle, drizzle. Burger Man. Write that song. Like every elephant gun. You know, it's like a, it's like a sex thing. Yeah. Like, all right. You say so, man. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Great guitar work from Edward Van Halen. Uh, that was pretty Thank good. Thank you, Edward. Uh, what do you got, Caleb? All right, that actually uh, works pretty neatly into my recommendation. Uh, my recommendation, I, I would say, is like a little bit of a nostalgic pick in a weird way. This is from 2006. Um, it was actually, it was around this time, I think I, maybe not the first time I came to New York City, but one of the first times I visited. And uh, I was in town and we were going to this like art parade that Jeffrey Deitch was putting on. And I remember in this parade, there was this group of like, cool like gay artists and they had this float and they were playing this song on a loop as they as they went down and it like blew my mind um this was kind of a i feel like the sound has been a little bit co-opted by like the the apple ads of the late 2000s so much that the it maybe it doesn't sound cool anymore but i still love this song uh, because i heard it then and it, it just kind of like made me want to move to new york and it was part of, at the time, it was uh, referred to like Electro Clash, but now it was kind of the dance punk, kind of around the same time as DFA uh, dance punk. Uh, this is the uh, <laughs> New Young Pony Club with ice cream. Yeah. Nice. Another ice cream song. Sick.
remember I was like living in Portland at the time and it was a lot of like kind of indie folk type of music. I think remember obviously the Decemberists were a big, uh, big act, mm-hmm. uh, Modest Mouse type of stuff. And then coming to New York and it was like a little bit bringing back the disco and bringing back kind of the new wave bass line and stabby, yeah, that's, stabby that's guitars. Some, if you were listening to that song in a, uh, in a car, that's got some big bass. Yeah, man. It's kind of, you know, like the rapture. And like I said, all of the DFA things that were happening. Yeah, that, I like that dry production it has. That's kind of like uh, that spoon track, like turn, turn your camera on. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, then of course, everything, like I said, ended up in Apple ads and then that sounded kind of like the ting tings and it became just like a, like commercial music, which is kind of sad. I will say that song got remixed to hell. I remember like tons of remixes of that uh, song coming out. And mm. right when I was following all those music blogs, like just downloading all of them, and I was like, can this use another remix? Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a London band. I never got to the bottom of why their initials were NYPD. I don't, I don't know what that was about. But uh, yeah, I love that song. Then they kind of, I, I remember I had an album or maybe two of theirs, and they kind of disappeared. Very nice, Chris. Did you also pick uh, Van Halen ice cream? Man? <laughs> what's your What's your ice cream? I was song? afraid you might the, pick it, Chris. I, what is your ice cream song? It's the ice cream song. Okay, the ice cream song. Oh, man. Uh, man. Um, I, I did not pick an ice cream song, but oh, uh, come on, this might be a little cherry on top. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I knew it. <laughs> this is a song. Uh, what's your ice cream song? <laughs> This is a song called Ice Cream Song Cherry by the Chromatics. So let's let's hear a cut of that. Chromatics. That's uh, that music blog, uh, Gorilla vs. Bear, if yeah, you guys ever read that. I remember that one, yeah. <laughs> Any time I go on there, it's only chromatic songs. <laughs> it's just pages and pages of chromatics. Yeah, man. I think, the, I, think I remember the chromatics being from Portland. They are. Um, they are from your neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, yeah very very cover-heavy band. Yes, and I, I believe that song's a cover as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They're like the track-listing podcast of bands. <laughs> a lot of covers. A lot man. of covers. Hey. Hey. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I dig the Chromatics. I think they're they're pretty uh, well liked um, amongst that sort of lo-fi. Uh, I, I always put them on like the Drive soundtrack, even though I'm like they might be on there. I'm not sure if they are or yeah. not. You know, kind um, of like uh, like the XX. Yeah, like I really oh, yeah. I really hope that they don't have that. Um, the punk rock mentality because they are a very <laughs> that Kozilek mentality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a, it's a, a monster. Song. It's like Jamie XX is a bitch. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> suck my cock. Same. <laughs> um, I think we're talking about Kozilek too much on this episode. <laughs> He's going to come for us. But yeah, they've uh, the Chromatics have been on a lot of uh, soundtracks, and um, they are indeed on the, the Drive soundtrack. Oh, okay, but. Um, oh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we maybe will come Was across. Is it the intro song again. to drive? No. 
Oh. That's the like Kaminsky or whatever. The yeah, there's the. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's like TikTok on the clock is the intro song. Gotcha. Um, and I don't. It's not by uh, Kaminsky. But. All right. Anyhow. Come on, guys. Hey. <laughs> right, team. That's Good our episode. Hey. Thanks yeah. for listening to Vanilla Sky. Yeah. And, Thank uh, you, Nikki. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Mm-hmm. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank oh, you for uh, the game. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, Thank guys. Thank you, Caleb. Always, uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, reach out to us by any means possible. Tell a friend. Will do. Tell your dad. Who's picking? <laughs> Getting the stinky eye from Don't Caleb. Tell your dad. <laughs> who's uh, who's pick have we got next? Chrissy's pick. Chrissy. Any ideas? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something stinky. Secret. Maybe it's the crow. <laughs> oh. We'll find out. Stick with us. Stick with us.